Hey everyone, this is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdBits. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the difference or the similarities between the S-Corp and the LLC, probably the two most popular entity forms for small businesses in the United States. So I'm going to put back my tax attorney hat on and I'm going to give you the scoop of the similarities and differences between the S-Corp and the LLC, talk about how you set up an S-Corp and why you would potentially want to do an S-Corp versus an LLC. So let's start with the similarities. They're both flow-through entities, which means the entity does not pay any entity-level tax. Unlike a corporation, which has a corporate-level tax, currently 21% federal corporate tax rate, the S-Corp, the LLC, does not pay an entity-level federal tax. So it's deemed a pass-through or a flow-through. So that's probably one of the most popular features of the S-Corp and the LLC is the fact that there is one level of tax, not two levels like a C-Corp, but one level of tax at the shareholder slash member level. Now, an S-Corp is actually not even a type of corporation, right? It's actually a C-Corporation where someone elects S-Corp status. And you basically do that by filing form 2553 with the IRS. And the deadline for filing for existing LLCs or C-Corps to file S-elections, and yes, an LLC can be treated as an S-Corp, and we'll see why in a second, and obviously a C-Corp can file an S-Corp election. Generally, that's done by March 15th okay, uh, of the current year. And newly formed LLCs and C-Corps have two months and 15 days from the date of formation or incorporation to file the S-Corp. But don't worry. If you file after the deadline, you will basically just have to file two tax returns. One as a C-Corp and one as an S-Corp. Basically 1120 and 1120S. Those are the two corporate forms. So again, an S-Corp is not a specific type of entity. So when you go to the state formation website, you're not going to see an S-Corp. You're going to see a C-Corp or an LLC or a partnership. But you, if you want to do an S-Corp election, you could form a C-Corp or an LLC and then file a form 2553. That's how you'll get to S-Corp status. Now, S-Corps have some peculiar shareholder restrictions. Basically, only U.S. citizens, no more than 100 shareholders. Why? It was meant to be for small businesses. Only one class of stock, so essentially just the common shares, no preferred shares. Um, and generally, IRAs can't be shareholders, multiple member LLCs, trusts cannot be shareholders. 401ks could technically be shareholders, and same with single member LLCs. So that's really the big distinction between an LLC where anyone could be a member, okay? And members or owners of an LLC are treated as, or titled as members, and owners of shareholder of S-Corps are called shareholders, okay? Kind of the same thing. You're still an owner. It's just the terminology on an S-Corp, C-Corp is a shareholder. Terminology on an LLC is a member. Um, and in the LLC context, members can manage the LLC, same with S-Corps, shareholders could manage the corporation either as a 
exact an officer like a president or not, or a third party can manage the S Corp or LLC. So you do not have to have the members or owners manage the entity. You have some type of flexibility. Now, in the case of an LLC and an S Corp, probably other than pass-through taxation, the most popular reason for setting up an LLC or S Corp is limited liability protection, which means that all your assets outside of the LLC or corporation are protected and shielded from creditors. So assuming there's no fraud and there's no potential piercing of the corporate veil, then as a member of an LLC or shareholder of an S-Corp, if there is a bankruptcy in the entity level or some type of creditor attack at the entity level, then all your assets that you hold outside of the S-Corp or LLC is protected from creditor attack. Now, taxation, right? Both LLCs and S-Corps are flow-throughs, so there's no entity-level tax. When a LLC makes income, if there's net profits, meaning there's $200 of revenue and $100 of expenses, that means there's $100 of net income, all that flows through to the owner. So if it's a single-member LLC, that income will flow through to the owner's Schedule C on their tax return, and then they would pay income tax on that amount. Now, if it's a partnership, the multiple member LLC, if there's two or more members, would file a form 1065, just like an S-Corp files an 1120S, there's no actual entity level tax. So you're not sending the IRS any money from the S-Corp or the LLC, all that money just flows through. And in the case of the LLC, it flows through to the partners or the members, and that each member will pay their respective share of taxation based off the net flow of income. Now, in the S-Corp setting, there's dividends, right? When a corporation has net earnings, meaning they have $200 of income, $100 of expenses, it's $100 of net income, they would pay 21% federal tax, as well as any potential state income tax, depending on where the entity resides. And then the net amount of that can be dividend to the shareholders, well, in the case of the S-Corp, we know there's no corporate level tax, right? So let's say there's $200 of expenses, uh, excuse me, $200 of income, $100 of expenses, $100 in net income. The S-Corp would not pay that 21% tax. The corporation would, but not the S-Corp. And then the dividend would go to the shareholder. So that one level of tax is the dividend. In the case of a LLC, the one level of tax is the member level tax, whether it's capital gains or ordinary income, depending on the nature of the income. But in the S-Corp, if it's business income, it's subject, again, there's no dividends per se, right? Because that's the corporation um, structure. In an S-Corp, same like an LLC, everything flows through to the shareholder. So if there's $200 of income, $100 of expenses, one shareholder, that shareholder will pay income tax on the $100. So what about salary? Well, we know in the case of an LLC or a partnership, you can take a guaranteed payment, which is deemed a W-2, which is subject to Social Security and FICA, which assuming about 13.5%. In the S-Corp, like a corporation, you would take a W-2. But what happens if you have income? Do you have to take all of that as W-2 income? The answer is no. The IRS requires you to have 
reasonable compensation in the form of W-2, but it does not require that you take all of the income in the form of a W-2. So let's use a more real life example. Your S-Corp does $300,000 of revenue, $190,000 of expenses. You have $110,000 of net profits. Let's say you wanted to take 40 or $50,000 of W-2 salary. That would probably be reasonable versus taking $1,000 of salary. Now, why would you want to lower the amount of W-2 salary? Is because the W-2 is subject to FICA and Social Security, which I misspoke before, is approximately 15.3%, not 13.5%. So it is a pretty big number. And the whole play, and the IRS is keenly aware of this, is that you take a small W-2 to save the FICA and Social Security tax, approximately 15.3%, and then take all of it as a distribution and just pay income tax on that income without the 15.3%. Now, the IRS is, as I mentioned, um, certainly aware of this. And if they do audit you, they, they will request that you take reasonable compensation, W-2. The LLC doesn't have this issue because there is no such requirement. You could have all the income passed through to you and you don't have to take it as guaranteed payments. Now, the concept is, hey, if it is compensation for services, right, you probably want to treat it as either a guaranteed payment slash W-2 because, yeah, it is subject to Social Security and FICA, but you will be able to contribute that to a retirement plan, i.e. an IRA or 401k. Um, with an S-Corp, it's a distinction because you actually have to take the W-2 versus the distribution, whereas in the LLC, it all flows through to you individually um, and then um, is you know, subject to tax and potentially also Social Security and Medicare. For example, if you are a consulting company and you have $100 of net income in an LLC, it's all going to flow through to you on your Schedule C subject to that self-employment and FICA. So what a lot of entrepreneurs try to do is they say, okay, I'm going to do the S-Corp versus the LLC. I, I get limited liability protection for both, pass-through taxation for both. Um, yeah, I'm not as flexible in management because I'm only allowed one level of stock versus an LLC that can have multiple classes. Yes, I know I have to deal with more corporate formalities like uh, quarterly meetings, um, but okay, I, I can just you know um, deal with that. That's just paper, especially if it's closely held and I'm really the, the only owner. Um, yeah, I'm restricted to 100 shareholders and US persons, but I live in the United States. It's only going to be me, maybe my spouse, so I'm not so worried about shareholder restrictions, but this is my play. Instead of taking all that $100 as net income subject to self-employment and Medicare, 15.3%, maybe I only take 40,000 or 40% 40 of that subject to self-employment and Medicare. The rest, that 60,000 will escape the 15.3% tax, just be treated as a distribution. Hey, I only need 40, $50,000 um, in terms of my retirement plans. That's enough. I can set up a solo K and put away 19,5 or 26,000 or just do an IRA or do six or 7,000 if I'm over 50. That's sufficient for me at this point in my life. But this way I'm gonna save the 15.3% on all the other cash that I don't treat as a W-2 income. So that's kind of the analogy uh, and analysis that um, people um, tend to perform when deciding whether to do an S-Corp or an LLC. There's not 
many other reasons to go S Corp versus LLC. Honestly, um, that's the big one is the um, basically the ability to reduce the uh, Social Security and Medicare tax on all income and just have it apply to um, the 15%. Uh, um, and um, I guess the other thing is the QBI, the Qualified Business Income Deduction, uh, whereas S-Corps, you can receive an added benefit. Um, same with LLCs, I guess. But you are capped at the 164900 or the 329800 which will basically give you a 20% uh, added benefit. But again, that also applies to LLCs and S-Corps, so I guess it really doesn't matter. Uh, both, um, in that case, will uh, be able to receive that QBI deduction, whereas a C-Corp would not. So I guess that would be the advantage of the S-Corp or LLC versus the C-Corp. From losses, same things. You could um, losses flow through like LLCs. So same analogy there. Um, not much of a difference between S-Corps and LLCs from losses. Profits, there again, has more flexibility with LLCs. S-Corps, everything goes pro rata. You do have a little more flexibility with LLCs because you can have various um, classes of interests. Um, and that's really it. So if you, if you look at this, the LLC um, and the S-Corp, obviously very similar, both pass through taxation, both offer limited liability protection, um, which is great, no entity level tax. The difference is S-Corp have shareholder restrictions, less flexibility because of one class, more structure from uh, corporate formalities and management. The tax advantage, again, is you could potentially reduce the application of the Social Security and FICA tax at 15.3% um, by reducing your W-2 income versus an LLC, which has to take it all as self-employment income on a Schedule C. LLCs are you know, well-established. The first LLCs back in 1977 by the state of Wyoming. 11 years later, Delaware Act um, was formulated. Uh, now every state recognizes LLCs. So there's no issue uh, in terms of uh, its recognition. I remember when I started practicing law back in 01, there was still some chatter about, hey, you know, S-Corps are, are more um, entrenched in law. They're safer. Let, let's go with an S-Corp versus an LLC because essentially an S-Corp is just a corporation with an S-Election. Corporation has been a long, around a lot Longer than the LLCs, but now, I mean, you're talking you know, 44 years later since the Wyoming statute. So there's really uh, not much controversy in terms of uh, LLCs. Um, and again, you get the, the same advantages, a limited liability protection, no double taxation. Um, you get allocations of profit, a little bit more flexibility with an LLC. Uh, and again, the only downside, I think, is of not, of not doing the LLC um, is you get the, the advantage potentially of reducing your Social Security and FICA. You just got to be super careful, right? There was a case um, probably 15 years ago, um, John Edwards, he ran for president, um, uh, vice president, president, can't remember. And um, he was a lawyer, actually a really successful litiga litigation lawyer. And he had um, a huge, huge, huge 100 million plus um, victory. And um, what he tried to do is he had an S-Corp and he tried to take a tiny W-2, okay? Um, and essentially he got nailed um, by it, but it was like super egregious um, where um, 
he literally was taking um, a tiny, tiny, tiny salary uh, with all this huge income. So you got to be careful um, about uh, not being too uh, aggressive in how you um, handle the uh, W2S Corp um, you know, process uh, or strategy. Um, and because again, this is something the IRS does look at and they would, they will potentially make you, um, you know, recharacterize this. So actually I just found this. So John Edwards, just to give you an idea, uh, between 95 and 98 in S Corp, he paid him a total salary of about 1.2 million. Um, but the awards he got, his net income was 20, almost $26 million in those three years, right? So he made $26 million of income and he only paid 1.2 million in salary. He saved about $600,000 in Medicare taxes. Okay, so there you go. So the IRS uh, was certainly not pleased with this um, and, and just something to be careful about. Okay, so that's it. Um, that's really the differences and similarities between the LLC and S Corp. I, I don't think you can go wrong. Um, I, I know some CPAs that are in love with the S Corp, some in love with the LLC. I don't really have an issue. Um, with either. I think in most cases, you're going to win over the C-Corp. People like the C-Corp. I would say if you are looking for you know, foreign investors, you don't want to deal with losses um, or some venture capitalists would rather C-Corps. Uh, in other ways, um, if you have a company that you own that you don't want to have pass-through income, um, you're okay paying the 21% corporate tax at this point. You don't need that income flowing through to you um, because you're in a higher tax bracket and you don't need to really need the income, you're looking for the appreciation on potential sale of that business, sale of stock, then maybe a C-Corp works. If you expect losses, the LLC or S-Corp will work because your losses can reduce your, your income as an NOL. Um, but so in most cases, that's why I would say 95% of all small businesses now are either LLCs or S-Corps versus uh, C-Corps. So there you go. This is kind of like the third, uh, I would say, um, episode of uh, my entity AdBit collection, right? I started off between with LLCs and par partnership, went to C Corp versus S Corp, and now an S Corp versus LLC. So that may be it. I think I covered everything. Um, see what I do next week. Keep you uh, sort of a little surprised there. So uh, hopefully subscribe so you get notification when I drop the next AdBit next Tuesday. Um, or just check it out anywhere you check out podcast, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and you can even watch it if you want on YouTube. Other than that, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening or watching and uh, talk to everyone again next week.